all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? Say they Powered by Overtime Media. What is up, Who Dat Nation? Welcome into another preview episode of the Who Dat Discussion. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Galata. You could follow me on Twitter, at Andrew Galata. And then also, you could follow the podcast on Twitter, at the Who Dat Dis. And this is going to be another jam-packed episode in store for you guys today, as the Saints will take on their division rivals, the Atlanta Falcons, on Sunday. It's going to be their second meeting in three weeks which definitely will be interesting to see because, you know, it's different when you're playing a team for the second time in a season, let alone three weeks. And we're going to break it all down as we always do in this one. The Saints did win the first matchup 24-9. They're coming off of a dominating win against the Broncos where they beat a quarterbackless team nonetheless, but still a dominating win. And the Falcons are coming off of a big win against the Raiders themselves. They won 43-6. So it's definitely going to be interesting to take a look at this matchup as, you know, two teams coming off of pretty dominating wins. And now it's really to see what they can do the next week. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. So I think we're just going to hop right into our notes segment here, starting off with what Vegas is saying, what ESPN's matchup predictor is saying. And I think we're just going to start right there with ESPN's FPI because they predict the Saints to have a 62.6% chance to win this game, which is obviously really good. When you're looking at Vegas, they're favoring the Saints by three points. When you're a road favorite, I think that's always good, and especially against a division rival. And I think that the Saints would be favored by more points, but the Saints are coming in, obviously, with their backup quarterback. And then also, you have the Falcons coming off of just a very convincing win against the Raiders. So I think that's kind of why it may be closer than what people would think between a 9-2 team and a 4-7 and team. But that's really what it is. And I think it's going to be a close game too. I mean, the Saints better not kind of lax off in this game because it could be a trap game similar to the time that the Falcons came into the Dome last year and just beat the rails off of the Saints. You have to make sure it doesn't happen again because this is a type of game where I know the Saints are coming off of a tons of wins in a row and the momentum's in their favor. It just seems like one of those games where the Falcons could come up in here and steal. You're going to Atlanta. You're playing with Taysom Hill, who didn't have the best game last week. It's definitely going to be interesting to see. But look, they are favored, and I think a lot of people are going to pick them to win, which is obviously really good stuff. And uh, look, if the Saints play their ball fundamentally sound, they're going to win. But we'll see if they can do that. It's definitely going to be very interesting as we break down these matchups there. Moving over to the team stats here, starting off with the offense. The Saints are 4th in points, 13th in yards, and the Falcons are 11th in points and 10th in yards. So two solid offenses here. I mean, the Saints are 13th in yards, which is, for their standards, maybe a little low. But I feel like with Breeze, they were in the top 10. And then with Taysom Hill, they went back in yards, but they stood about really steady in points, which is obviously, if you're staying on schedule and scoring the same amount of points, it really doesn't matter how much yards you get. And I feel like that's kind of what they're doing with Hill. And I think that has a lot to do with red zone efficiency. With Taysom Hill, the Saints are scoring a ton in the red zone, which to me is really big. And it's very, very important because when you're getting to that, you know, five yard line, it's QB power with Hill and he gets in guaranteed almost, which is crazy. But that's kind of the case that the Saints are in. And that's a very valuable weapon once you get into the red zone. So that's kind of why the Saints are keeping that points level up with their backup quarterback because Hill 
I think, is playing like an average QB here, which is something that, to me, is really good. And it's going to be interesting to see what he can do next year, maybe with a QB battle with Jameis Winston, because I want to see Jameis Winston probably not this year. And I'll actually say it definitely not this year. Right now, Hill's the guy until Breeze gets back. But I feel like right now with Jameis, you want to see him in preseason next year. You want to see him and Taysom battle. But right now, this is Taysom's time to shine. And we'll see what he can do in this game. Now, last week, he got the win by 28 points, but it didn't look pretty, especially for the Saints on offense throwing the ball. They were great running the ball, and Hill was sometimes the catalyst of that. But I feel like throwing the ball, it was definitely just like a not-to-lose mentality, which is supposedly what Sean Payton was trying to do. So, you know, that means Hill did execute the game plan, and the Saints were able to win by 28, and that's all great. Hill did execute the game plan in the first game against the Falcons. So it's going to be interesting to see what he can do. But right now, those team stats here for the Saints on offense are pretty solid. And if they can keep that up, they're definitely going to be set here, you know, as they finish out the season, go down the stretch, which is definitely very, very important, especially when you get Breeze back, you would actually expect those yards numbers to get better. And maybe even the points numbers, it's it's going to be interesting here going down the stretch for the Saints. And then, you know, when looking at the Falcons, 11th, in points, 10th in yards, and their team, look, they could score. You know, they got Matt Ryan, who's, a, to me, a solid QB. They have good weapons. They have Todd Gurley, Julio Jones, who's going to be questionable going into this one, Calvin Ridley, Hayden Hurst. Look, they definitely have some weapons, and it's going to be interesting to see what they can do against a Saints defense that's just playing so well. And I think that's a perfect transition here to talking about the Saints defense and their team stats, because you're fifth in points and first in yards. That's just outstanding, and Again, it starts with this defensive line playing really well. The linebackers have gotten better with the addition of Quan Alexander. And then the secondary is just playing so improved. And you got to give them a ton of credit. You know, Aaron Glenn, what he's doing there, it's just outstanding. Because if you rewind five weeks, a lot of people are saying that this Saints secondary can improve. It won't improve. They're not doing anything to improve. And you look at over these last few games, they have vastly gotten better. And that's, look, a lot of credit going to Aaron Glenn, a lot of credit going to Dennis Allen, a lot of credit going to these players, and probably most of all, the credit's going to the players, in my opinion, because they were able to really just find their niches in this defense, and look, a lot of guys are balling out. You have Lattimore balling out, you have Janoris Jenkins, who probably won't play this game, but he's balling out, and then you have guys like Williams, Marcus Williams, he's balling out, you have Malcolm Jenkins balling out, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, C.D. Deuce, he's balling out. And to me, that's just really, really important here in this game. And it's really been since that Bears game. And they've been just picking up the pace and playing really good ball. And that's great to see here. And look, you're proud of the Saints defense. You know, if if I would have told you at the beginning of the season that the Saints would have been fifth in points and first in yards. I mean, to me, that's just really, really impressive. And look, a lot of people are saying, can the Saints defense be a top 10 defense? Can they be a top five defense? Can they be elite? And right now they're elite. And that's something that we were talking about coming into the season. Would they be elite? Excuse me there. And I was saying that there's a good possibility that this secondary could really take this defense to the next step. Malcolm Jenkins could help this defense go to the next step. And they've been doing it. And obviously, they're going to have to continue it throughout December, throughout January. And really, if they really want to call themselves an elite and one of the best defenses in the league, they're going to have to do it into February. And I feel like they have a possibility to do it. And if they can just get better every week, and keep on just improving, as Cameron Jordan says, like you get 1% better every day. If they do that, again, it's going to be really outstanding. And I'm just looking forward to how this defense will play against a solid uh, offense with what Atlanta's putting out here. And second time through, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. 
And then, you know, you move over to the Falcons defense and they're 17th in points and 27th in yards. And that has a lot to do with them being 31st in pass defense. They're actually solid in the run. And, and I think that's definitely big for them. You know, they're sixth in um, rushing defense and yards, but they're 31st in pass defense. And I think that rush defense is so high also because teams love to pass against the Falcons because they're just so putrid there. And I think that's probably what the Saints will try to do and with Hill and try to really do some new things and have a good game there. But again, to me, this Falcons defense, they're not very good. The Saints could take advantage of them. And I think they will. And that's just, you know, what I'm thinking there. And again, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And look, when you look at these two teams, you definitely see a lot of advantages to the Saints, but the Falcons have some areas where they can definitely, you know, push their weight and have some success. And it's going to be interesting uh, to see what happens there. And uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. But uh, that's really what's doing with our team stats here. And then before we wrap up, I do want to get into our injury report as we always do here. So we're going to start off with the Falcons. I know we usually start off with the Saints in this segment, but New Orleans actually hasn't released their injury report for Friday. So we're going to start off with Atlanta because that's the most up-to-date information here. So starting off here with their star player, Julio Jones, he has a hamstring injury. He was a limited participant in Friday's practice, and I actually think he'll end up playing in this game. I feel like this happens to the Saints a lot, like a receiver, they don't practice on Thursday, but then they, you know, practice on Friday. Maybe they don't even practice on Friday, and then they end up playing Sunday, and I think this is kind of the similar trend here with Julio. He's going to try to suit up against the Saints. We know he loves to play against the Saints and march on Lattimore, and I think that will continue here um, on Sunday, and the Saints are definitely going to have to scheme for him, and, you know, look, I think the Saints are pretty good at stopping Julio. It's usually guys like Calvin Ridley and, you know, players like that, you know, the speedsters usually get the Saints. Julio, obviously more of a physical receiver. Lattimore usually does pretty well with him. And it's going to be an interesting battle because it seems like both players will play. So that's definitely good news for the Falcons. And if he's not able to go, look, that's definitely something the Falcons wouldn't want to hear. But again, I, I feel like right now with Julio, I expect that he plays. So that's just my opinion there. Moving it over to Todd Gurley, their running back, another, you know, definitely a star player. He's a pro bowler, and he was limited on Friday as well. He's questionable. Again, I expect him to play. He didn't practice on Thursday, but I expect him here to play on Sunday because of his participation in Friday's practice. And then moving it over here to Kendall Sheffield. He has an illness. He didn't practice all week, so it's going to be interesting to see if he goes but he didn't practice all week, so it would be hard to see him play. But, uh, you know, you never know there. And that's something that the Falcons will have to monitor. And then, you know, looking at some other guys, Dante Fowler, he was limited in all three practices and he's a hamstring injury. But look, if you're limited all three days, I bet he'll play. He's questionable. But, you know, that's definitely something to watch as well. And then finally, guard James Carpenter, starting guard James Carpenter. He has a groin injury. He didn't practice all week and he is out. So that is definitely something that is to watch for for the Falcons because now you're without your starting guard. The Saints definitely just love to get after Matt Ryan and they've done it a ton lately. So losing your guard is definitely not something good there as they're going to be turning probably to Matt Hennessy as their starting guard, which is definitely something that if you're the Falcons, you don't want to see your starters out, especially against the Saints team who has 17 sacks in the last two games against the Falcons. It's just definitely something that the Falcons don't want to hear, but they're going to have to adjust and play there. 
Moving it over to the Saints here. They had five players that didn't practice here on Thursday. It was started off with Marquez Callaway. He's a knee injury, and he didn't practice on Wednesday either. So I'd be surprised if he played on Sunday. So it seems like the Saints will be without their returner and wide receiver. And then you move over to Janoris Jenkins. Nick Underhill actually just uh, reported that Jenkins will not play in this one, which means Patrick Robinson will start. He's played very, very good of late. We're going to get into that a little later. So I'm not as worried, but Janoris has just been playing so well. So again, that knee injury, um, it was deemed minor, and it was think that he was going to be fine. I think that was the quotes that Nick Underhill uh, tweeted, but I think in the short term, probably like two weeks he'll be out. I think that's kind of the thing, but a lot of people thought it was a major injury. So with it only being two weeks, you're you know, you're going to put Robinson in there and he'll probably be just fine. And if Jenkins is good to go here for, you know, the long haul and when you go into the playoffs and, you know, deep, deep runs here into January, if he's healthy, that's obviously a really good sign. It seems like he will be. So that is very good there. Then you're moving over to Deontay Harris. He is a neck injury. He didn't practice on Wednesday or Thursday as well. So I'd be surprised if he goes on Sunday. And then Ty Montgomery, he has a hamstring injury and he didn't practice as well. So again, I, I'd expect him not to go. And then new to the injury report on Thursday, it was Marcus Davenport. He has a concussion and it doesn't look like he's going to play in this one. So that's definitely something to look at here from the Saints. They're going to need Cameron Jordan. They're going to need Trey Hendrickson to continue to play well here. And when looking at it, I feel like the Saints definitely have enough here to cover up Davenport's loss. But look, you'd much rather have Davenport in the lineup. And this defensive line has been playing so well. But again, you're hoping that everyone else and really the, the improved play by so many of these guys is definitely going to help offset the Davenport injury. And just one piece of good news before we move over to our intriguing matchups here. Andrews Pete, who missed last week's game, he was a full practice on Wednesday and Thursday, and I think that he should be able to go here on Sunday, which is definitely a huge boost, especially the Saints being without Teron Armstead due to COVID. I think that at least having one starter on that left side of the offensive line is definitely helpful and it's advantageous here for the Saints going into Sunday. But I think now we are going to move over to our intriguing matchups here. Starting off with our first one, it's going to be Taysom Hill versus the 31st ranked Atlanta Falcons pass defense here. And Hill, I mean, he's been pretty solid as a starter. And when you're looking at his stats, they're not bad. I think a lot of people are saying, oh, he's so bad. He's not a passer. This isn't too bad. He's 31 of 44, which is 70.5%, 397 yards. He doesn't have a touchdown. He only has one interception. He also has four rushing TDs. I don't, I don't think that people say that enough. I mean, he does have four TDs, which, I mean, if there were four passing TDs, I think a lot of people would kind of say, oh, that's pretty good. I mean, if he gets them through the run, it doesn't really matter to me. I mean, I think that's something that big. I mean, I know he hasn't thrown passing touchdowns, and obviously, if he's going to be the full-time starter, he's going to need that. But I feel like right now, if you're getting those touchdowns, really doesn't matter how you're getting them, that is really good, and he's leading the team down the field. That's still very, very solid, and it's something that you know, when you look at Hill, that's something that I'm not really worried about. I think the passing touchdowns will come because he runs the ball so well. You're going to choose to do that because, I mean, lately it's almost been guaranteed down, you know, when you get to the five, you're running it with Hill and he's going to get in. And Or if you're not running with Hill, you're running it with Murray because he's been really good too. So again, th those are two players that, you know, when you get into those short yardage situations in the red zone, they're running it into the end zone with, you know, a good amount of success. So that's something that's, you know, to me, very, very good. And 
look, Hill didn't play good last week. I think that's why a lot of people are saying, oh, we may not have a good game this week. And I think the big thing that we have to kind of talk about is, look, the Broncos didn't have a quarterback, so it was a completely different game plan. And I think when you change a game plan really a day before, you know, you play the game, it's something, especially for a QB that's only had one start prior, it's going to make them, you know, a little less sharp. And I think this was the case here. And look, the Saints still won the game 31-3, to so not really much of worries. But now moving over to this game, you definitely need Hill to do more because you're not playing Kendall Hinton. You're playing Matt Ryan, who's an MVP, solid player. So again, I feel like right now, Hill's going to have to play more like that first Falcons game. It's going to be interesting to see if he could Because if you're the Falcons, you're going to try to do what the Broncos did. And we'll see if the Saints have a counter for that. I bet they do. And I bet they're going to put up a good game plan to get this win. But, I mean, right now, that's something to talk about. Because with Hill, you have to look which performances he's going to give you. The game against the Falcons in that first game. Or against the Broncos in the second game. And if the Saints get a second game performance, they're probably not going to win on Sunday. So that's just kind of the case here. The Saints need Hill to be dynamic, make big plays down the field. You know, get the ball to Michael Thomas, get the ball to Emmanuel Sanders, get it to Alvin Kamara, which I feel like he hasn't done enough. I mean, if he can do those things, he's going to be successful. And that's what I think he has to do. I think he will, actually. I think that Taysom will bounce back and have a good week this week. But I feel like a lot of people are thinking, oh, he's going to do what he did the second week and the Saints are going to lose. I don't think so, but I feel like it's definitely a storyline going into this one. Moving it over to our second intriguing matchup. It's going to be the surging Saints defense here going up against a pretty solid Atlanta Falcons offense that, look, they just put up 43 points against the Raiders. And a lot of that probably had to do with the Raiders committing five turnovers. But still, I mean, right now you score 43 points. That's really solid. And the Saints are coming into this game on defense, just completely dominating opponents. They dominated the Falcons in the first game. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. Again, I think a lot of this is going to have to definitely kind of fall on the secondary and your pass rush. The pass rush has just been so good against Matt Ryan. So, I mean, over the last two games against the Falcons, you have 17 sacks, and that's going to have to continue. But the secondary is also going to have to play well because in that first matchup, the secondary was just outstanding. And I think they could be again. Patrick Robinson played well in that game in relief of Marshawn Lattimore. And now it looks like Lattimore is going to play, but Janoris Jenkins won't. So Robinson will get the start. But I feel like right now when looking at the secondary, if they can put up a repeat performance, the Saints are going to have a lot of success here against this Falcons offense. And the one thing I do want to say before we move over here into our final intriguing matchup is that this Saints defense is built to beat offenses in the NFC South. They're built to beat Tom Brady and the Bucks, in my opinion, and they're built to beat this Falcons offense. It's really you were able to stop the run, so that takes away that. You know, Todd Gurley, Ronald Jones, and then your cornerbacks on the outside are pretty, pretty solid. I mean, Marshawn Lattimore, Janoris Jenkins, and Patrick Robinson as your three uh, corners is not too shabby. And, you know, your safeties are supposed to be really good as well, and they're playing now up to that potential. And, Look, that formula is going to beat these NFC South teams, get a lot of pressure on quarterbacks that, look, they're not mobile and they're kind of, you know, sitting targets in the pocket at times. So if you're able to get some pressure, you're able to rattle those guys a bit, and then you can make some big plays in the secondary. Your linebackers playing outstanding with Demario Davis and Quan Alexander. I'm expecting the Saints defense to definitely have another good game and solid game. It's it's definitely going to be interesting because you know that the Falcons are going to have some schemes to answer what the Saints did in the first game, but I think the Saints will be able to definitely counter, make their own adjustments, and make some big plays and win this game. And I truly think that, and I think that Cameron Jordan's going to have a big game. 
I think that Trey Hendrickson's going to have a big game. And I feel like the Saints, when you're looking at their defensive line, to me, I, I don't see them not dominating again. Because, I mean, maybe it won't be eight sacks, probably won't be eight sacks. But if it's four or five sacks, that's really good. And look, that's enough to definitely get Matt Ryan off his game for sure. And I think that's what's going to happen here in this one. And then moving over to our final intriguing matchup here. And it's going to be all about the Saints running backs. Because they're coming off of just a huge week, over 220 yards running the ball here. And you're going up against this Falcons run defense. And they're solid. They're sixth in the league. Only 100 yards given up, which definitely is pretty good. They do give up over four yards a carry. And I feel like why the Falcons are so low running-wise is because everyone passes on them. And I think that kind of has a lot to do with it because their pass defense is just not good. But again, look, you got to give credit where credit's due. They got some great linebackers and they're really playing good. They're able to stop Josh Jacobs last week to, I believe, 27 yards. And when you're looking at Latavius Murray, Alvin Kamara, they just went off last week. You have Murray, 124 yards, two touchdowns. Kamara didn't go off. I mean, I really shouldn't say that. But he did have 54 yards on 11 carries, 4.9 yards a carry. And then you have Hill with the two touchdowns. I feel like right now this Saints running game is going to have to continue to play well, especially if Hill doesn't play as well as he does the first game. But it's going to be interesting to see. I think the big thing is for the Saints, they got to get the ball to Alvin Kamara more, probably out of the backfield a little more. I think maybe this game isn't the best to do that because you are playing some pretty solid linebackers. And, you know, if it's not the game plan, you should feed Latavius Murray. I'm getting on this train right now with Latavius Murray. I want to see him get the ball more. I think 19 carries from him against the Broncos is really good. He probably won't get 19 carries again, but the Saints are winning. I want to see Murray get the ball because he's just been really solid, really, this whole season, and he's been really underrated. So I hope the Saints feed him more, especially if they have a lead. So that's something that's going to be interesting because can the Saints run the ball really consistently and successfully? Excuse me, Because if they can, I think that's going to be really, really big in winning this game. It's going to take a lot of pressure off of Hill, and it makes his job... Really, just let's get the ball to playmakers. Let's make some big plays, either running or through the air. And then you could do a lot more out of the play action, which would definitely be more successful if you're running the ball well. And that's where Hill's his best in play action. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And having a solid running game is going to take a lot of pressure off of Hill. And I think that's something we should definitely look at in this game. So before we get into our group-by-group preview, we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Dat Discussion Podcast. Welcome back into the Who Dat Discussion. And now we're going to get into our group-by-group preview here, where we go from the quarterbacks all the way down to the special teams and coaching, and we look at which team has the edge, the Saints or the Falcons here. So starting off with the quarterbacks, we got Matt Ryan, we got Taysom Hill, and I'm going to take Matt Ryan in this one. And this is only Hill's third start here of his career. So that's why you're going to take the veteran. You're going to take the MV, former MVP, I should say. Still solid QB and Matt Ryan in this one. And I feel like especially after Hill's game last week, a not so good week. Maybe after, you know, that first start, maybe I would have, you know, took Taysom Hill and just like excitement that he played well. But in this one, you got to take the veteran. You kind of have to take the known commodity in Matt Ryan. You really don't know what you're going to get. At a Taysom Hill, which is why I think this game is so interesting. Because are you going to get the Taysom Hill that was hitting on all cylinders in that Falcons game? Or are you going to get the Taysom Hill that was struggling in some parts against the Broncos? And it's going to be very interesting to see what we get. Will we get somewhere in the middle? 
And or will we get better than the Falcons or will we get worse than the Broncos? I don't know. It's going to be very interesting. And I feel like with Hill, I think he's going to bounce back and have a good start here and a solid start. But just because of the unknown, you got to go with Matt Ryan here, guy that look, if he's going to get time to throw and if he's going to get receivers that run open, you're hoping that he can have a big game if you're a Falcons fan. Now, I don't think that's going to happen because I think the Saints are going to smother him on the defensive line and be able to cover his receivers. But when just looking at quarterback talent, I feel like Ryan does have the edge because with Hill, you don't know what you're getting. It's the unknown really factor in this one. So I will go with Matt Ryan here as much as a lot of Saints fans probably don't want to hear that. But right now you're going to take Matt Ryan here. Moving over to the skill position players, and this is where I'll take the Saints. I feel like with Kamara, Thomas, Latavius Murray playing well, Emmanuel Sanders, Adam Troutman really coming into his own. You still have Jared Cook, who's definitely had a not-so-good year, but you're hoping maybe down the stretch he'll play better. But really what the Saints are doing on offense with these skill position players, they got so much of them, and they're just, to me, Taysom has to kind of lean on these guys because if, if he does and you get them the ball and you just watch them make plays, it's going to be very easy for the quarterback in certain situations. And I really hope Hill does that. And with what the Falcons are putting out with Todd Gurley, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage, Hayden Hurst, it isn't bad, but I do think that the Saints have the edge. And look, all these guys are banged up. You know, you have Gurley, Jones, Ridley, they're all banged up. And right now when you're looking at the Saints, yes, you have Kamara and then also Thomas kind of limited in practice and nursing some injuries. But I feel like overall, I think that this Saints group right now is more talented and they've been putting out uh, more production and turning them into wins. So overall, I'll take the Saints in their skill position group. Now moving over to the offensive line, I'm going to take the Saints as well here. And when you're looking at what the Falcons are doing on this offensive line, it's definitely not so good. You have Jake Matthews and Caleb McGarry. They're pretty average tackles, but um, on, on the interior, especially these guards, you have Chris Lindstrom, James Carpenter. James Carpenter actually not going to play in this game, so it's going to be Matt Hennessy, a backup. Alex Mack, so definitely a solid center. But, you know, right now when you're looking at uh, these guys, it's just not been so good. I mean, I mean, even the tackles haven't been so great either with McGarry, who's a first-round pick. He hasn't been so good this season. Matthews is always pretty solid. But I think right now when looking at this Falcons offensive line, the Saints own them. And that's why I don't think they're going to have a good game, and I'm not going to pick them. And when looking at the Saints' offensive line, I know they're going to be without Tyron Armstead because of COVID, but I feel like right now I am pretty confident about this group here going into Sunday because you are getting Andrews Pete back, and they were dominant against the run here on Sunday. They were great in the run-blocking um, sphere. And then when you move over to the pass blocking, I don't think they were so good at times, but I think a lot of it had to do with Taysom Mill holding on to the ball too much. And again, that's going to definitely turn into sacks if he does that. I think overall they are playing good. I mean, at times you've seen, especially in the pass blocking, I mean, you've seen it kind of collapse, but overall, all in all, this group has been really good. And I think that is continue here on Sunday, moving over to the defensive line and flipping it over to the defense here. I think that the Saints definitely have the better defensive line in this one. I mean, with what Cameron Jordan's able to do, with what Trey Hendrickson's able to do, David Onyemata, Malcolm Brown, and then this week you won't have Marcus Davenport, but you will still have Carl Granderson, guys like that. And I'll still take the Saints here. You have Shai Tuttle, and that's why I'm going to take the Saints defensive line. And it's not like the Falcons defensive line is really that bad. I mean, in the interior, they're pretty good, especially with guys like uh, Grady Jarrett, excuse me there, he's just been outstanding, but John Kaminsky, Tyler Davidson, they haven't really been that great, 
And, I mean, your edge rushers have been almost non-existent in this one with, I mean, only one player ranked within the top 35 of their edge rushers. Everyone else has been below that, which is definitely not good. And those guys have not just been below top 35. They've been below top 80. So it's obviously not been good for their edge rushers here in this one. So, again, that's why I'm going to take the Saints. I think that they got the better group. They've been dominant, especially going up against the Falcons. So I think they're going to get the edge in this one. Moving it over to the linebackers, I'm going to give it a push here because both of these groups are playing really solid, and you got to give credit to both groups. I mean, right now, with what the Falcons are doing with Michael Walker, Deion Jones, and then Ola Kuhn here, they just have been really, really solid here for this group, and they have been playing at a high level. And then we look at what the Saints are doing with Demario Davis, Quan Alexander. They have been just outstanding, too. So really, both really solid players. And I'm expecting both groups to show out in this game. That's why I'm going to give it a push. But both of these groups have been playing really well. And they've been integral parts of their defense. And, and just the impact of like a Demario Davis and a Deion Jones who had a pick six last week are just having on their teams is really, I mean, you could sometimes not even magnify it. That's how big it is. So, I mean, that's just kind of what it is for these two guys. But I feel like overall, these groups are very, very solid. I mean, to me, if, when you're looking at the Falcons, that's their best group on the defense. For the Saints, I feel like that's just like all three groups are coming together and playing really good. But that includes Demario Davis and Kawan. And both of those guys flying around, they've just been outstanding. And over the last few weeks, they're getting a lot of eight grades. So that's obviously great to see. So that's why it's going to be a push. And it's not because the both teams are bad or they're kind of middle. It's because they're both really good. So that's just kind of the case with the linebacker position. Moving it over to the secondary here, and this is where I feel like the Saints have a big edge, just the way they've been playing. And I mean, when you look at this one, Patrick Robinson is questionable going into this game. That's actually kind of some breaking news. It just happened when we were recording, but he was limited on Friday. So I think that he's going to end up playing here, especially because the Saints will be without Janoris Jenkins here in this one. But I feel like right now... It's going to be interesting to see what the Saints secondary can do with Marshawn Latham or Patrick Robinson or maybe even PJ. It's going to be interesting to see how this group plays. But I think even if Robinson is out, I'll still take the Saints with Lattimore and PJ Williams over the Falcons because I just feel like right now this group is not playing good. They're 31st against the pass, and that's not good. I mean, you're looking at it, you have AJ Terrell, who's now a second-year player. And I mean, look, he's still growing and he's going to try to you know, reach his potential here. But he's a guy that to me definitely isn't going to have some success going up against a guy like Michael Thomas. And then you look at Darquez Denard. He's a guy that to me is like a veteran depth player more than a starter, in my opinion, like long term starter. And he's been starting every game here for the Falcons. You have Isaiah Oliver also there as their third corner, another young guy. And to me, he's not someone that I'm like so scared about going up against. And uh, Keanu O'Neill and Ricardo Allen both haven't really been that good as safeties as well. So look, they've been leaving a lot of openings for offenses to take advantage through the air and teams have done it week in and week out. And even with Taysom Hill, I don't see that changing here for the Saints. I think that Taysom has a bounce back week and I know I picked Matt Ryan here, but I think Taysom does have a bounce back week. Sean Payton really seems to have this secondary's number and I think Taysom Hill does too. I mean, that's something we don't talk about. I mean, Taysom Hill has went up against the Falcons, obviously in smaller roles, but he's dominated. And I think that Hill is going to continue that here on Sunday. And I think he's going to have a good game. And um, honestly, I feel like he's going to have a nice bounce back performance. And people are going to be like, okay, Taysom Hill is back to like the good standings of Taysom Hill. And he's going to start proving people wrong. That's just my opinion. And maybe you guys are going to say, oh, you're too into Taysom. And he's only had like one good game as a starter. And he just had a you know, not, not so good game. 
right now, Sean Payton trusts him a ton, and that means I trust him a ton. And that's just kind of what my opinion is on Sean Payton's decisions here. And I feel like Hill's going to come back, have a good game against a not-so-good Atlanta secondary, and the Saints are really going to uh, take advantage of it and hopefully get the ball into some playmakers, Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Alvin Kamara, and have a big week there. Moving over to our final group here with the special teams and coaching. And I am going to go with the Saints on both of these mini categories to combine into just taking the Saints. And I feel like right now, I mean, special teams, Will Lutz, Thomas Moore said, I'll take them over Young Hoku and Sterling Hoff Richter. And I feel like right now the Saints definitely have been playing pretty solid on special teams. I think Morstead, he did have a better game last week. He's been a bit up and down here. But I feel like right now, especially you're having a really good coverage team as well, and your returners have done well, I feel like right now this Saints special team squad is better than what the Falcons are putting out. And then looking at coaching, right now you're definitely going to take Sean Payton over Raheem Morris here. And you got to give a ton of credit to Sean Payton. And I think his name's now starting to be in that coach of the year conversation. But look, it's eight straight wins. He's just rattled off here. Games without the reigning Offensive Player of the Year with Michael Thomas. Games without Drew Brees, your starting QB legend. I mean, you got to just give him a ton of credit here. And I definitely trust him going into this one to get the guys ready to play. I think it will be a closer game than a lot of people think. But I feel like, or maybe not because it's only a three-point spread. But I feel like right now, Sean Payton's just been such a good coach here. And I feel like that he's going to really continue that going into Sunday here. And same with Dennis Allen and what he's doing. He's been really outstanding too. And I bet his name is going to be in a lot of head coaching conversations as well because he has just performed outstanding here with the Saints defense. And really, they've just been getting better and better each week. And he definitely has a lot to do with it there. Now, going over to the final score prediction here, I think that this is going to be a close game. And I'm going to take the Saints though. I'm going to take it 24 to 20. Saints get the win here. I think it will be closer than a lot of people expect. But I think the Saints do get the win in this one. So obviously you want to see another win. And the Saints need a few of these games because you definitely want the one seed. I've been telling you all year how important it is to get the one seed because they're the only ones with a bye. And that bye week is definitely going to be extremely important once you get into January. And if the Saints are able to get that, that is really, really huge. And again, a win here is just a step closer to doing that. So obviously that's really important. But I think with all that said, it is time to wrap up this podcast. If you like what we're doing here at the Houdat Discussion, you should definitely follow us on all of our social media platforms. So that means on Twitter, you can follow us at the Houdat Dis. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Andrew Galata. On Instagram, you could follow the podcast at Houdat Discussion. And then also, you can listen to the Houdat Discussion wherever you get all your other podcasts. So that means iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. We are on all of those sites. Just one more thing, just breaking news as this podcast is recording here. The Saints did release their full injury report here. So Marquez Calloway with that knee injury, he's going to be out going into this one. Janoris Jenkins, and he has a knee injury. He's going to be out in this one. Ty Montgomery has a hamstring injury. He's going to be out in this one. Marcus Davenport with that concussion, he will be out as well. Patrick Robinson, as we said, with that hamstring, he's going to be questionable. And Deontay Harris with a neck injury, didn't practice all week but is questionable in this one. So it's going to be interesting to see how those two questionables develop because if Patrick Robinson can't go, then you're going to rely on a guy like P.J. Williams. 
and things start to get a little questionable, especially with the Falcons putting out Julio and Calvin Ridley. So it's definitely going to be very interesting there. But I think with all that said, I wanted to say thank you guys for listening. Turn it loose. And who dat?